How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Live from CBS Radio Studios in New York City, it's the DA Show with your host, Damon Amendolara, featuring the musical sounds of the Zap Zap Orchestra. Now, ladies and gentlemen, here's DA. All right, and happy Wednesday to you, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. The Da, every single morning, 6 until 10 Eastern Time, 3 until 7 Pacific. On the ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network, coming up in 20 minutes, Brian Kelly lying? And in 40 minutes, that whole Burning Man fiasco? Danica Patrick was in the middle of it. We'll discuss later on in the hour. A man that's got notes on for Burning Man or Bonnaroo or any of these other music festivals because all summer long he's crunching numbers and watching film. He's talking to sources, traveling to camps. He's watching old footage of the 1989 Bills and wondering how they lost in the playoffs. This is a man that lives, eats, breathes football. He is the creator and editor-in-chief of Go Long and Excellent football website featuring long-form journalism about your favorite sport. Joining us this morning here on the show is Tyler Dunn. Ty, good morning. Good morning. Holy, what a, what an intro, man. I appreciate it, and I'm thinking of you. I, I hope fatherhood is uh, humming along, surviving advance, take what the defense gives you. Uh, I, I wish I could give you advice, but, you know, we're still in the same boat here. Ty, let me tell you, the last four nights in a row, much like Jose Altuve going back-to-back-to-back last night, we've had three or four straight nights of A.J. sleeping all the way through the night. This is big. It's a turning point in the season, buddy. Why would you say that? I'm sorry. Why would you verbalize that on national radio, D.A.? It's all going to go downhill now. (laughs) Oh my! I jinxed the no-hitter. Rewind the tape. Erase that. (laughs) <laughs> hey, how how important do you think that this hyperextended knee of Travis Kelsey is for the Chiefs long-term? Not tomorrow night, but long-term. I think this is the only concern you'd have when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs and, and anything possibly blowing this machine down because last year proved it's, it's not necessarily about having the uh, – the thoroughbreds, right? No Tyreek Hill, no problem. Patrick Mahomes remains the best player on the planet. But 
my God, I mean, if you were to extract Travis Kelsey from that equation, it sure as hell gets a lot harder. And I, I still have faith that Mahomes would, would find a way to still be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But, but Kelsey is the difference maker. I mean, how often are you watching a Kansas City game and you just assume that every defensive coordinator is doing everything in their power to take him away, yet he still makes a play? It's the second reaction stuff. It's the improvisational stuff. It's turning football into a game of basketball, right? a fusion of all these other sports. So I think it's big. Um, I don't want to be too hyperbolic, but he is on the wrong side of 30. And, you know, you, you do, do see this at that, at that position. I mean, we've talked about blood and guts and, and the greatest tight ends ever. Uh, the book I wrote, Hanging Out with Shockey and Gonzalez and Dicka. Uh, you know, there are tight ends like a Gonzalez who managed to, like, miraculously avoid injury through the duration of their career. But when you're on the line of scrimmage and you're getting dinged by linebackers down the field, it's inevitable. You're, you're going to take some shots. So I, I think I would be a little concerned uh, that this is kind of the, the first injury on the wrong side of 30 for the best tight end in the world. Blood and Guts is your book about the tight end position. Just quick aside, who do you think is the greatest tight end of all time? Rob Gronkowski. And, uh, I mean, this is – he is everything that you could possibly want, right? I mean, it's, he's going to roll up the sleeves, and he's going to pile drive you down the field. I mean, George Kittle made a great point when we talked. He's like, look, I, I like pulling up Gronk's playoff film against the Chargers. And he had, like, one catch that game, but it was just a clinic in blocking, and he did all the other stuff, and he's got the Super Bowl moment. So, yeah, I'd, I'd go Gronk and, and probably Gonzalez after that. What are you hearing about Chris Jones' holdout? Not, not a heck of a lot. You know, I, it's strange. It, it flew under the radar for a long time, and I think we, we, we kind of assumed that with Mahomes signing the contract he did, that this kind of problem would never come up. Like, this, this is why he's taking less money. And, I mean, it, it's kind of comical when you see what he makes compared to everybody else when he is better than everybody else. It, I, I don't get it. Like, I, I mean, maybe they're concerned about, you know, allotting too much money to a few players, but there's no doubt about it that he is elite, Chris Jones. He wrecks games. We saw it in the AFC Championship game. Turn on any Chiefs game. I don't care if it's the AFC Championship game or, you know, week four against the Denver Broncos. I mean, he's going to wreck your drive. So I, I don't know why it's not a blank check situation he's i get it. he's asking for a lot of money they seem far apart but that that seems like one of those rare instances where who gives a damn just just pay the man and move on are the Bengals the second best team of the afc i i think they may be first right i mean oh they could be the best team of the nfl absolutely you know they're they're still a team you know in that beautiful window with a quarterback not paid quite yet. I mean, Joe Burrow will be breaking the bank very, very shortly, we would assume. Uh, but they still have all of the talent you could possibly want around him. I'm not obviously not worried about the offense, and, and their offensive line is better. Let's not forget that, that that's what ended the last two seasons. Aaron Donald just wrecks Quentin Spain. Chris Jones does what he does last year. If not for those two plays, right, I mean, the Cincinnati Bengals may be back-to-back Super Bowl champs. They are right freaking there. And even with the losses on defense, Von Bell, Jesse Bates, they prepared for those losses. They drafted defensive backs who are all ready to shine. I think the Cincinnati is uh, psychologically ready to kind of break through. I, I got to think that 
man, you come that close, uh, it's only going to build a hunger in everyone that maybe some other teams don't have. And, hell, I mean, I live here in western New York. It's hard to bet against Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Von Miller, the, the, the top-level talent on this team. But I can't get that divisional playoff game out of my head. I mean, those were two teams on two totally different planets. I don't think the Bills would lay an egg like that again. Uh, but the Bengals just look so much better than the Bills. Ty Dunn joins us from Go Long, a wonderful football website that has incredible long-form journalism, and he knows everything about this league. There is so many talented teams in the AFC, but somebody's going to let us down. Who's the team in the AFC that looks right now sparkling in gold, and yet we know by the time January rolls around, they will have let us down? It's got to be the New York Jets. Right. I mean, this is... Oh, the Jets. <laughs> oh, Aaron Rodgers. It's too easy. I mean, everybody's excited out there. I get it. It's It's been a lot of bad football for many years, many decades. But this is just what you see out of that franchise. I mean, they're going to get everybody all jacked up, everybody all excited. I think that we, we tend to forget what Aaron Rodgers looked like last season. Right, and I, I don't. He'll be better. Right? He he did deal with the thumb, and Garrett Wilson is a, a different talent than than what he had at receiver last year. Um, but he still missed wide open receivers. He still couldn't escape those jams, you know, with, with a free runner in a space that he used to in his sleep at his peak with the Packers. And uh, we we've talked about it, Da. But look with Devontae Adams and when Randall Cobb before Randall Cobb completely broke down. It's still funny to me that he's a, a rosterable NFL player. I mean, it, it pays to be Aaron Rodgers' friend, I guess. Uh, but when he was in his prime, and Jordy Nelson in his prime, they didn't have to call any audibles at the line of scrimmage. They saw the same thing. They had tens of thousands of reps baked in. It was just subtle little on-site adjustments. I don't think you can just do that on the fly with Garrett Wilson. I mean, maybe Alan Lazard, because there's some familiarity there. Um, I just don't think it's going to be scorched earth like everybody assumes it, it seems that the, the hype is out of control but i i wouldn't be surprised if they finished dead last in the afc east honestly is that right you think that there is a reality where the jets finish dead last in their own division yeah yeah it's you know two has got to stay healthy big if there uh but that offense you know i i would bank on mike mcdaniel finding a counterpunch to what defenses did to them last year right when they kind of muddied that first read and, and forced Tua to look elsewhere they're going to be ready he's just too good of a coach um and Tyreek Hill Jalen Waddle uh Braxton Berrios they're, they're going to be fine on offense and then look at the defense Vic Fangio may be the best yeah, top three defensive mind in today's NFL to take on that kind of talent Jalen Phillips and that wild card lost to Buffalo was the best player on the field um Gosh, and yeah, Jalen Ramsey. So, yeah, Miami, it wouldn't be surprised if they won the division. Buffalo, you know, we, we talked about Buffalo. And, you know, the, the Patriots, I, I get it. You know, they're, these aren't your father's Patriots at all. It's a, it's a different team, and there's not a lot of offense to get excited about. Take a look at that defense. That defense is going to be one of the best in the NFL still, and I'm the last person that will bet against Bill Belichick. I, can't, I guess my point is I can't see the Patriots just – stinking i can't see the patriots winning five six games they're going to compete they always compete and bill o'brien is going to bring a respectability to the offense that matt patricia and joe judge 
I mean, I, I would love a mockumentary. It's some t- short, 30 for 30 short on, you know, those two guys running an offense. What a disaster. So <laughs> to, 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 to remove them and uh, have Bill O'Brien really running the show, it's going to do wonders for Mac Jones. So process of elimination, man. I, I, I just can see the Jets. They might even beat the Bills in week one. But over the course of the season, I think the air just deflates from the balloon. Mm. One of the things I love about your site is that you do deep dives into stories and really kind of go deep into them, unlike a lot of stuff these days, which is kind of surface-level storytelling. And one of the things you wrote about recently was Kyle Shanahan his relationship with quarterbacks, and what happened to Trey Lance. And you describe Kyle Shanahan as a helicopter parent. Now, this is interesting because Shanahan is widely renowned as this great quarterback guy. Look what he got out of Garoppolo. Look what he got it got out of Brock Purdy last year. Look what he has gotten with limited arm strength at that position. And yet, you say he doesn't get quarterbacks. So what is the disconnect that that – Kyle Shanahan doesn't get about the guys that we seem to think that he's getting the most out of. Yeah, DA, I just think it's it's such a dichotomy because as a play designer, as a play caller, I mean, Kyle Shanahan may, may be the best in football. Um, it's it's remarkable what he can do, and you know when you're kind of thinking through with a, with a narrowly focused tunnel vision approach to the sport, like this given play. This moment in the game, he can dial up exactly what you need, and and you can't take that away from him. I mean, other teams are copying him all over the NFL. So, uh, but but he's the reason that he's only what fifty three and forty seven, and the reason he keeps cycling through these quarterbacks. I don't think he really sees the big picture, right? How, how is this decision going to affect things down the line? How is throwing the ball in the Super Bowl against the New England Patriots? when all we literally need to do is run into a brick wall, kick a field goal, we're Super Bowl champs, how is this decision going to affect things down the road? How is, I mean, it's really one thing after another. Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance, with Garoppolo, you've got the point guard in the pocket. I will insert the correct play into your mind in this moment. That that takes you so far. That, that, That wins the division. That gets you to the Super Bowl. And... He's not going to hit Emmanuel Sanders open down the field. So what did he do? He goes the other direction. After Josh Allen tasers his defense the next year, he goes for his own freak show quarterback. And I just think in the same vein, you know, there really wasn't a long-term vision, a long-term plan. I don't know if Trey Lance is going to be good. I don't know if he's bad. But it is bizarre that he was so good in Kyle Shanahan's mind one offseason that Jimmy Garoppolo can't even compete with him and he's going to be the guy, and then he suffers the injury, he recovers, he rehabs, and now Brock Purdy is so good that Trey Lance can't even compete for the job. He, he just is, gosh, there's not really a plan. There's not really a vision. I get it. There's been bad luck. There's been injuries. But, but there's, there's bad luck and injuries for all teams. And I just think that, look, if you want to go the Garoppolo route, the Purdy route, that's only going to take you so far. Eventually, you need the quarterback who can make other problems go away, right? Because that, that left tackle is going to get hurt. You're going to have a few weapons go down. Eventually, the quarterback is going to have to kind of rise all tides and, and win you some playoff games. Maybe I'm dead wrong. I just don't see the last player picked in a draft doing that. 
Um, we'll see. Maybe Brock Purdy is the next Tom Brady, and they all get the last lap. It is an interesting bet being made by Shanahan, who is widely regarded as this incredible quarterback guy that can get so much out of so little. If they bet on the last pick of the draft and Brock Purdy just turns into a pedestrian quarterback and Sam Darnold is Sam Darnold, you know, it would be a weird bet to have made. Or let's just say that Brock Purdy regresses into, you know, a barely serviceable starting quarterback and that last year was the anomaly and that he really is the last pick in the draft. You know, gosh, this is a massive bet that they're making and it really could blow up in their face, couldn't it? It already did, right? I mean, they traded three first-round picks. That gets people fired. It's not getting him fired because he is such a great offensive mind and what he can dial up and they they do have talent around the quarterback position, but how how long can that last? When you've got these monsters, right? Kittle, Debo, Ayu, McCaffrey, Trent, like eventually that stuff's not going to hold up. These guys are going to get hurt. They have gotten hurt, uh, but that luck can kind of run out. And the, the better model is to just find the guy at quarterback, and and, and he can eliminate a lot of other problems. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying his, he should be on the hot seat. I mean, obviously, as an innovator, as an offensive mind, he is one of the best in the game. But I, I just think that there's a ceiling there that, um, you know, may, may, maybe he really just should have given Trey Lance the opportunity to compete, not given up on him quite yet. I'll say this, though, D.A., like, if we're thinking about this from all angles, they do see Trey Lance every day. We don't. Maybe there's something to his wiring and the way he works that they just don't like. Because how, how else do you just completely give up on him like this? I mean, they're, they're, hey, maybe Trey Lance sticks it to everybody and, and, and is everything that they hope San Francisco hoped he'd be. But something's amiss here. We're, we're missing something. Well, it does feel like there could be truth on both sides. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo did say they make weird decisions over there. Now, he's personally invested in some of those decision-making, but it is possible that Trey Lance is completely underwhelming, but also that Kyle Shanahan and maybe John Lynch have a blind spot at QB and that this bet is, you know, not a not a sane one. We'll see. But Ty Dunn does a wonderful job covering the NFL, and now that the league is here, you got to go to golongtd.com, his website. He's got podcasts. He's got chats for happy hour, Zoom chats. He writes these long-form pieces. He's just got a really kick-ass site. So check it out, golongtd.com. My man, the season is here. We'll be talking quite often, I'm sure. Thanks so much for getting up with us this morning. Oh, my God, it's a beautiful thing. Can't wait for it all. Thank you so much, DA, any day, any time. You got it, buddy. Ty Dunn joining us this morning here on the DA. When we come back, Brian Kelly, not talking family, but still lying through his teeth. We've got the audio to prove it. DA, CBS Sports Radio. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Laugh and learn every morning aboard the mothership. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. The Bourbon Bell tells me that AJ's in front of the the old TV screen watching Dad. He's about three and a half months old now, so perfect sense of humor for this show. Yesterday, big day with Daddy. We read a dinosaur book to the ABCs. Also learned how to hold the teething tube by himself. So that was big. So if you're watching AJ, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, K, L, M, N, O, P, Q, R, S, T, U, V, W, X, Y, Z. Huh. I think my job here is done. The mothership disconnects. Dad of the year. (laughs) Congratulations. AJ is now smarter than some folks that work on this show. That's right. Now, AJ, cover your ears. Dixieland Dance is the entertainment video that Boyle watched his slang for I had a lady over. The reason the phone was unplugged is because he promised that lady at least 30 minutes of fun, then fell asleep before it could start. She was disappointed, decided to sabotage his phone. Right now, Boyle is waving his Dikembe Mutombo finger at Dixieland Dan. Yeah, that's not true. 
That's not true, damn. As much as I would have liked it to be true, it, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. Actually, there was an offer. There was an offer, lo and behold, from one lady friend. Because she's, she's just been bugging nonstop the last couple days, sending some spicy text messages. I'm Again, like, AJ, earmuffs. Yeah, earmuffs, AJ. Every day, I'm like, I got to be, I'm, I'm going to the tennis. I'm up at 4.30 in the morning every day. There is no time for you. She goes, well, I'll just come over, like, you know, just leave early one night, and I'll come over, and then I'll just leave when you go to work. I'm like, look, wow. toots, it ain't happening. How about that? Boy, almost have the good stuff. Right? <laughs> that that wasn't that wasn't me trying to brag. That was more so just. I mean, but you did mission accomplished. Well, it's no, it's more her. What you're saying is, you declined said invitation and still slept through your alarm and still made it to work late. Yes, that is that is the uh, unfortunate truth. Yeah, and the night, the last three nights where I've got, I had the most sleep I had, left early, alarms on, and still, yep. Rob of the three, two, one asks, "What will Pat's punishment be if you choose to do so?" Well, at least the early punishment so far is to buy us breakfast, and I have been alerted that Billy Jock alone, who bore the brunt of some of Pat's latenesses, tardiness, is going double breakfast, making Pat buy him twice, which okay. is a good job. That's a good job by Billy. Yeah. Extra $3 for that cold open. You're leaving me an itemized bill. <laughs> That's, right. That's the first of the punishments. I'll just say, you're lucky Pete's not in today. Because this is like crashing the car when dad's away. Okay? Mom can only cover it up for so long. Once dad finds out, your ass is grass. And Pete did text me. Oh, boy. Just a, a straight... What happened? Oh, if he gives you the I'm more disappointed than angry, you know he's really going into dad mode. Uh, By the way, Pete's off for three weeks doing paternity leave because his wife is a teacher, so she's back at school. So he took these three weeks to do paternity leave with Kerry. And so he's in true dad mode right now. So he he basically feels like he's got a teenage son that he's got to have to reprimand now for sleeping, oversleeping at school. And, and I heard, you know, driving in, I was listening and gripping the steering wheel, white knuckle, ready to punch through my windshield. And I heard you guys say, you know, if Bilotti was here, I would have been iced out probably until 9 o'clock. Probably until 2029. Now, see, and speaking of kids, see, this is why I probably shouldn't have kids. Because yeah. that, this would be like the type of father I have. I would screw something up royally. Like miss the kids' baseball game. Yeah. And just be like, oh, I'm so, all right, what do you want me to buy? I'll buy you something. What do you want? Want to talk about breakfast? You got it, pal. <laughs> See, I'm a good dad. And I love Pete. He is not, again, he's not, he's day three into a three week absence. Yeah. There is nothing to do now. Boyle's here. Everything is accounted for. All work will get done. If Boyle was to be punished further than buying us breakfast, it wouldn't come from Pete. But Pete's got the <laughs> what happened text where there's no pad out. To take notes on this. For what reason? Well, this is, from a timeliness standpoint, very poor timing for Pat, who is vying to be the replacement for Mraz, and ultimately Pete will have a big say in that room. And so he's taking notes. He's taking names. This is a... If there was ever a moment not to do this, Pat, this was the moment. Yeah. 
Yeah, you want to talk about the worst possible time for this to happen. So, yeah, that that that, that was that that was the first thought in my head. <laughs> are you going to be a man like um, remove your name from consideration, or are you going to push through this? I, I would hope I, I'm going to try to push through it. I don't know what the decision makers will do, but um, what Pete will do. Yes. Skipper Tim tweets, please don't be too mad at Boyle. He's been working his butt off to prove himself and things happen. DA, I hope you guys can see this is a one-off pulling for you, Pat. So he's got some support out there, but there's some people that say take him out of the running. And that's a decision that ultimately somebody's going to have to make. Somebody that's not me because (laughs) I'm not all that connected to this search. Oddly enough... Boyle is going to hire Boyle for this job. Let's play for you, Brian Kelly Sound, okay? This is from a coach's show last week, all right? This is before the Florida State game. Then we know that over the weekend, LSU had its brakes beaten off by Florida State, and it came back to haunt Brian Kelly. And somebody said, well, you said you were going to beat the tar out of the, the Seminoles or something like that. Beat the heck out of them. He said, I never said that. Why would I say that? I'm always respectful to the opponents. That's just social media ginning stuff up. That's what you guys do. Okay, so this was the whole pretext to Brian Kelly being asked, why did you say you're going to beat the heck out of the Seminoles? Do you do you regret it? No, that's social media. I never said that. I'm always respectful. Anybody knows that I'm always respectful. I never said it, never said it. Well, guess what? It was on his coach's show. Here's the audio. Nearly 40% of this travel roster are going to go overnight for the first time with LSU. So, um, and, and that's not a disclaimer of, of any kind. We're going to go beat the heck out of Florida State. But I guess what I'm saying is we're still, we're still developing our football team. He actually had the gall to say, that's not something I would ever say. (laughs) I have the utmost respect for Florida State. Now, if you're Brian Kelly, you obviously can coach. You've had really good teams at Notre Dame. After a rocky start to last season, you finished very strong. You end up, I think, farther last year than anybody could have seen coming into year number one of the Bayou. And this year will be another good season. I'm not convinced that losing to a top-five team like Florida State when you were actually tied to that game with three minutes to play in the third quarter, I don't think that's a terrible loss. I don't think that'll look like a terrible loss the entire season. It got away from them in the fourth quarter. But I think we're going to look back at LSU two months from now and be like, yeah, they're one of the six best teams in, in the country. But if you're Brian Kelly, why do you need to lie here? It is On tape. Now, these coaches' shows are hosted by the play-by-play guys. They're in front of your home fans. It's, you know, at a sports bar, as you heard, that LSU fans are fired up for the season. He shouldn't have said it because it's bulletin board material, but he said it. It's on tape. It's on a radio show that you did. If you're asked about it, just say, you know what? I I got caught up in the moment. I was excited. Obviously, I I feel like we're going to win every game or whatever. I I trust my guys, but not something I should have said. I should have respected Florida State. That's all you have to say. And it's like, yeah, you put your foot in your mouth, but whatever. Instead, to defiantly say, it's not something I would ever say. You just said it six days ago. You just said it. 
And this is the funny thing about Brian Kelly. He didn't need to say, my family. He didn't need to act like the water boy in front of the assembled crowd at Baton Rouge. He doesn't need to do these things. He's a good coach. He's got a good team. They'll win games. But it just creates this aura of you're such a fraud. You're a phony and a liar. And it's such an unnecessary lie. You don't need to lie about this. You said it. It's on tape. You should have said it, but fine. You could even say, I should have said it. Deion Sanders could say the same thing and never apologize. Yeah, I said it. I think we're going to beat the heck out of everybody. We didn't? Okay. I'm on to the next team that I think we'll beat the heck out of. we got a good team. I trust my kids. I think they're really good. We had a bad day. You can even own it. But lying that that's not something I would ever say. It's just like he lives in two worlds where there's the Brian Kelly that does the things that the other Brian Kelly thinks he should never do or might believe he would never do. And every time he jokes about, you know, the the accent, it just comes off as more and more silly. It's just why you would need to lie about this is, is beyond me. And it makes him thoroughly unlikable. I like LSU. I like the program. I like the fans. I like the atmosphere. It's one of my favorite places I've ever been. And you know what? Yeah, I'm biased. I went there as a New Yorker without knowing a soul in that building, and I was invited in to a tailgate by people that just were like, you're from New York? Well, you got a party with us. And I was like, hell yeah. They're just like, we got to show you everything. They were unbelievably hospitable. So yeah, I've got a soft spot. And Brian Kelly makes you not want to root for them because he's such an he's such a clown sometimes. I saw this and said, why would you lie about this? What is the win in lying about something you just said? And I'm fairly certain that when he said it last week, people picked up on it so that he should have been aware that he said it like last Thursday or Friday. And that people were aware of it. Right. So that eliminates him for even forgetting that he said it, which wasn't his defense. His defense was, what are you talking about? I never said that. I don't get it either. And I don't remember. Did he deny the accent last year too? Like, does he just not accept reality <laughs> until like five days later when it's been browbeaten into him? I forget about the accent. But in this case, you're right. He was aware of this because he, he even created his own defense of this is what you guys do on social media. So he was aware that this was circulating around that he had said this. Like, no one's going to have the audio of something you just said on the radio? <laughs> Come on. Both. And you're right. The school is likable. The city's likable. The it's team amazing. could be likable. And he makes you not care about them. It's the best party in college football, and he's just the worst teacher. He's just the worst teacher. All right, folks, his headlines. NFL Network now calling it a bone bruise for Travis Kelsey. Oh, that's better. The Chiefs tight end hurt his knee during practice. Yesterday, the team reportedly believes his ACL and other ligaments are intact. Kelsey now uncertain for tomorrow's opener with the Lions on top of Chris Jones' holdout along that KCD line. 
Carl Nassib, who became the first active openly gay NFL player in 2021, announced his retirement this morning. The outside linebacker played for the Buccaneers last season. And from college football, LSU and USC announcing a game next September 1st in Vegas. We also have Duke and Colorado now ranked in the AP poll after their week one upsets. The Blue Devils number 21 with Clemson dropping from 9 to 25. The Buffs debut at 22. TCU is now unranked. Four consecutive at-bats over two games, all of them homers for Jose Altuve. Feels really good, obviously, you know. Uh, homers are not easy to hit, but uh, thanks God I got a lot between yesterday and today, and it could could help my team to win. Now unbutton your shirt. That's Altuve on AT&T Sportsnet. He went, <laughs> he went deep in the ninth inning on Monday, then in each of the first three innings last night, he is the first player since at least 1961 to homer in four consecutive innings. He is also the fourth ever to homer in each of the first three frames of a game. Altuve and his Astros rolling to a 14-1 win at the Rangers. They lead the Mariners by one game, Texas by two atop the AOS. The Orioles got a 5-4 win in 10 in Anaheim after the Rays broke Red Sox hearts with an 8-6 win in 11. So Baltimore keeps its three-and-a-half game lead on Tampa Bay in the AL East. The Twins lead on the Guardians in the Central 7 after an 8-3 win in Cleveland. And the Yankees' 5-1 win over Detroit included career homer number 400 for Giancarlo Stanton. On NL grass, wild one at Wrigley. Morrell drives one in the air. Deep center field. It's got a chance. Gone. Three-run homer, Chris Morrell. Listen to this place. That's Pat Hughes on Cubs Radio. Morrell capping off a six-run seventh with that three-run bomb. The big inning got Chicago an 11-8 decision over the Giants. After they trailed 3-0, led 4-3, then trailed again 6-4. The Cubs now a game and a half behind the Phillies for the top NL wild card because Philly took an 8-0 loss in San Diego. The Giants are two games behind the Reds for the last wild card. The Braves, 10-6 losers at home to the Cardinals. Starter Mike Soroka left after three innings, five runs with numbness in his right fingers. The IL is likely. This was Soroka's third call as he continues to work back from back-to-back Achilles tears in recent years. Now he's got something going on in his arm or his hand. Ben Shelton won the All-American U.S. Open quarterfinal with 10-seated Francis Tiafo last night in four sets. His reward is facing Novak Djokovic on Friday. For some reason, we got two NBA signings last night. Dandy Green returns to the Sixers. Yeah, it was weird. And, and the Lakers add forward Christian Wood. He gets a two-year deal worth 5.7 mil with an opt-out after this season. Wood averaged 16.7 boards for the Mavs last year. He and Jackson Hayes should mean fewer minutes at center for Anthony Davis. Germany surviving Latvia 81-79 to reach the FIBA World Cup semifinals, where they'll meet the U.S. on Friday. Canada and Slovenia about to start their quarterfinal. And Brianna Stewart now owns the WNBA's single-season scoring mark. Breaking the record, Diana Taurasi set back in 2006. Stewart now on 885 points after scoring 40 in last night's 94-93 Liberty win in Dallas. DA, back to you. I wonder if that double NBA signing was via agents, either the same agent or agents that were connected with, if he signs here, then you'll sign there. These are your options, and so we kind of slide around. They have the money or they don't have the money, or this is where... Because there are a lot of connected transactions because agents represent multiple people or... 
they're connected within an agency to you know multiple GMs. The I mean these are they are different players in terms of what they do on the floor. So it's not like the Lakers or somebody was considering both of them and had to pick one, and then Danny Green went, oh, okay, fine, I'll go to the Sixers. Um, but it is odd that just randomly last night somebody started to leak these signings. Yeah. Dalton's next up. He's in Topeka this morning here on the dock. Good morning, Dalton. Hey, I was trying to touch back on something that you guys were talking about earlier with Joe Burrow and why he hasn't gotten a contract done yet. Yeah. Excuse me, I'm a little out of breath. Let's wait. Uh, well, the reason why I think he's been holding out for so long compared to Justin Herbert, compared to Lamar Jackson, all them guys are about the big money, which I'm not saying Joe Burrow isn't, but I've seen time and time again, Joe Burrow wants to keep his wide receiver core intact. I mean, we all know Tyler Boyd is gone at the end of the season. But I think the reason why it's taken so long is because he's trying to negotiate a way to where he can keep both Chase and Higgins. Because if you have that wide receiver, girl, anybody short of the Chiefs cannot beat them. I don't care what anybody says about the Ravens. Whoopie freaking do. They got an excellent running game and Odell Beckham. Yeah, you could be right, Dalton. I mean, Joe Burrow certainly cut out of the same cloth as a Tom Brady or a, a Patrick Mahomes of want to make sure my guys around me get taken care of because it's more about winning than it is about me getting the last dollar. So I would buy that. When we come back here on the DA show, this Burning Man disaster involved Danica Patrick. Her role in this, how she did coming up next, DA, CBS Sports Radio. <laughs> It's DA on CBS Sports Radio. All right, 48 minutes past the hour. We appreciate you being with us. The DA Show is available in podcast form, the best of the show, or the full four hours. Just simply search The DA Show on your favorite podcast platform. So, for the uninitiated, maybe Boyle can help me out here. Burning Man is not really a music festival per se, but it is a festival of music lovers who go out to the desert in southern Nevada. And it's not like huge acts play, but it's more like a bunch of vans and campers and people going out to the middle of the desert. And there's like individual DJs that kind of play music and people kind of convene and drink and do drugs and and camp out for a couple I, of days. I think that's the gist of it. I'm going to be honest. I really had no clue what Burning Man was until this whole fiasco went down. So your guess is, uh, I guess, as good as mine. I've been kind of trying to piece together what this actually is, how it might be different from a electric zoo or like a firefly where, you know, you get all the, the bands. This is, I guess, a little bit different, like you said. Yes. So you don't have these massive musical acts coming in to do these big stages and the burning man is a big statue that they built and they light it on fire. And this is kind of like the moment of solidarity and the event, but there's all these, it's, it's more like campground DJ vibes for a couple of days. Kind of. Well, yeah, I guess kind of like Woodstock was Woodstock almost like a, like a music festival though, or was it a little bit like, Closer to Burning Man. No, Woodstock was a music festival. Okay, it so. turned into chaos. Yeah, so it's different than that, I guess. But yeah, massive. I mean, Jimi Hendrix played there, the, the Rolling Stones. I mean, everybody played it at Woodstock. So this is out in the desert. 
about 110 miles north of Reno. And this year it attracted 80,000 people. Middle of the desert, August, Nevada. You don't expect rainstorms. And it just so happened that crazy climate whatever, massive windstorms came through and washed out the whole thing. And because of the type of sediment that they're on, this kind of sand and dirt, the water with this sediment turned into like mud, like sand pit mud. You you were trapped. All vehicles there were trapped. And they are so far away from major access roads that there was no way to get out. And so these people, it wasn't like a concert festival where there's concessions and porta potties and there's a whole Pepsi tent and everything. You gotta bring your own food. So the people that were stuck there, trapped there, were trapped there with just the food that they brought or other people's food or water. So it was a nightmare, and Tropical Storm Hillary passed through, and everything was just a total tar pit. You couldn't get out. And so Danica Patrick was one of the partygoers, and she posted on her social media page how she made it out. She said, I finally did make it out. I got stuck three times, and driving out took four hours. But we finally made it made it to quote unquote pavement. The challenge from weather really helped show everyone's true nature at Burning Man. It was a step up to help each other out. It was an alternate reality where everyone gives what they can and no money is exchanged. Too bad that couldn't be our full reality, but for now it's one magical week in the desert or swamp this year. Smiley face. So Danica made it out. And they had to wait until everything dried out enough to finally make this way back. Some people started walking seven miles, walking barefoot seven miles to the tar pit of this mud and gunk. To Could you imagine walking seven miles at a burning man? You thought you felt disgusting after two days not being at home, going to the U.S. Open, not showering, sleeping here. Think about that. Yeah, this whole thing, <laughs> think about that. This whole thing is, uh, I mean, it's sad, but yeah, I just. But I, you kind of get what you get there. You have trekked to the middle of the desert to go live with a bunch of, they're not even concert goers, but other like-minded, tens of thousands of people are going to go into the middle of the desert to go watch a big statue get lit on fire live on just their own cheesy poofs and Diet Pepsi. Self-reliance. And you're going to be seven miles from an access road. You know, if the rains come, which they don't usually, but, like, you kind of screwed yourself there. This is a little bit like Firefest. You believe Ja Rule. I can't feel too bad for you. <laughs> You believe Ja Rule. You were the one that went with 79,999 other people into the middle of the Nevada desert, miles away from Access Road, with no organized concessions or anything else. I'm supposed to feel bad because you got stuck there for six days? Living out of your camper on nothing but, you know, fruit sticks? I don't.
I don't feel bad for Danica, for Chris Rock, for any of the concert goers or whatever. Like, you did that to yourself. Decision I would not make. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.